You're listening to the Geekscape Network. Time to fire up the VCR. This one's my favorite. Welcome to Analog Jones in the Tempo Film. I'm Steve. And I'm Matt. And we're a VHS podcast that looks at the box art trailers behind the scenes. Except this week when it's not a VHS at all. No, we're just going to be spitballing for a few minutes here. <laughs> now, this is the ultimate celebration to James Gunn tentatively getting back Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Yeah, uh, as you've probably heard if you've listened to any of our episodes before, we're giant James Gunn fans uh we talk about him all the time and we even dedicated half of an episode to talk about his firing when he got fired from guardians 3 for old tweets that he wrote for when he was in the trauma days we don't need to get into all that you know the story (laughs) yeah hi disney yes you're gonna hire me i should let you know i've got a pretty crazy twitter pass we're fine with that uh oh. Uh oh. We're we're in 2019 woke age. We need to uh, we need to fire you because uh, of uh, people getting mad at us about it. And he's like, I already apologized for it. Well, we gotta fire you anyway. Up, oh, we're back, and he's hired again. <laughs> Wait, you're gonna do Suicide Squad for DC? Don't help out the other team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he's um, still doing this. He's still rebooting Suicide Squad, right? He's still doing that first, and then he's coming to do three guardians 3 that's funny that it's awesome uh i i mentioned that uh in i think our episode of the firing where i i said this all could be a disney marketing ploy this could. could be the smartest disney marketing ploy. but since he's taken suicide squad it might have been on Disney's mind to do this the whole time, but they did not let him in on that because he was like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to go somewhere else. Yeah, because, you know, Warner Brothers is like, we don't care. We'll, we'll, we'll take him. We'll, we don't care if you're a mob boss. Just make us better. Yeah. We need your help. <laughs> just like fucking Bugs Bunny talking to Michael Jordan and Space Jam. Help us. But, uh, yeah, this, this episode will be James Gunn love of his films. We're doing both. Our top five favorite James Gunn film, written, directed, produced, doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Other than I don't think he's produced a ton. Yeah, Brightburn seems to be kind of the first under like the James Gunn brand O producer because he didn't write or direct that, but it is still has his stamp on it. And And I can't fucking wait for that movie to come out. Yeah, and then number two of this episode will be like, uh, Matt is going to completely announce his films for the Windy City Horrorama if you're a listener of this show, you've heard him do his spiel a lot. Yeah, and since this episode is coming out around the time that uh, we will have have everything announced, yeah. I can tell you, you know, some highlights that yes. you definitely want to check out, especially like our listeners. I'm going to definitely gravitate towards like what our listeners would like. <laughs> yes, definitely. Uh, you guys, you guys did a good job. You got some great movies this year. I was shocked in year one how good they were, but you guys have definitely built on your your little pyramid <laughs> I, I don't know yeah we, we we have a brand which uh i think for the most part we stuck with this year uh and it, we've we've gotten some i guess i, I don't want to say higher titles or you know how more highbrow or anything like that we've just like kind of varied the movies this time we did a lot of horror comedies last year we kind of have a little bit of everything now this year but it's still yeah. our brand for the most part it's very diverse 
Yeah, we've. I guess yeah, we've diversified in year two. Yeah. That's what we've done. We same quality that you expect from year one, year two diversified. <laughs> you guys have done a good job. So let's get into it. Let's start our favorite. Now this isn't the best because fuck that. It's our favorite top five, and I always base my favorites off what I can rewatch multiple times. So uh, I guess since uh, this was my idea, I'm gonna start it off. My number five is Scooby Doo. Uh, when I first saw this, I didn't care about it because I was in my college days and I'm like, Scooby-Doo, loser stuff. Uh, but when I became an adult, I rewatched it and I was like, you know, this is this is really good for Scooby-Doo. I mean, this is a really good film. Yeah, I, I kind of had the same thing. I was 12 when it came out, so I didn't want anything to do with baby stuff anymore. Yeah. And I thought that that was below me. I was like, this is for kids, and I'm I'm going to be a teenager next year, so I don't want to see this. So your 12-year-old you and 22-year-old me had the exact same mind. <laughs> yeah, with the same thought. Which like makes sense. <laughs> yeah, like we were just like, nope, we're not going to see this. This is for babies. But then later in my life, uh, when I became a hardcore James Gunn fan, and I, I think I... I became such a hardcore James Gunn fan when uh, Dawn of the Dead came out and that script mm-hmm. was out of fucking control. And I I was ready to hate that movie because it was a remake of one of the greatest movies of all time. Mm-hmm. And I was ready to hate it. And I was like, this is incredible. Where did this come from? I need to see everything this guy's ever touched. And then I went back and saw Scooby-Doo and was like, this is brilliant. I think I told you a long time ago the way I heard of James Gunn is I knew he was from you know, where I'm from, <laughs> Missouri. Uh, and that kind of like, just like, wow, if he can get out, I can get out. You know, yeah. that was kind of like my, my thought, um, even though I love my family and friends in Missouri, it's just like one for me. Mm. Uh, and so once I saw, yeah, well, you know, I can't remember if it was Scooby-Doo or Dawn of the Dead. I Definitely Dawn of the Dead. But I went back and I had seen Terra Firmer from Troma. And I was like, who the fuck created this? Mm. Other than Lloyd Kaufman, of course. And then right. I saw his name attached to it, and I went down a rabbit hole and found out where he's yeah. from. That's how I became a James Gunn fan, was through a film that blew my head in half. And I was like, I don't know if this is bad, good, or like... <laughs> uh, yeah, and like when I when I would go down the rabbit hole, I that's when I saw Tromeo and Juliet, yeah. which he like basically co-directed as well as wrote the screenplay oh, yeah, for and if you want to watch a movie that will literally make your mouth like become a gap or like you just you will sit there and i don't know i i yeah. i saw if if you're a young listener which i don't yeah. i doubt we have any of them but i saw tromeo and juliet when i was 15 and oh, that yeah. movie yeah. was tailor-made for 15 year old boys who like you know, like the subvertive, weird, gross trauma stuff, but like are also there's like there's a certain level of still maturity to it because yeah, I I was a pretty a mature teenager, but I still was a teenager. So like that movie spoke to me. <laughs> I always it's so hard to say this, but it's the trauma film with production value. <laughs> You're right, right. It was like this is the trauma movie for me. Like, <laughs> oh, what a what a world I live in. <laughs> All right, uh, enough about my number five and uh, going off on a tangent. How about you, number five? Um, I don't I don't have a list. I don't have like a top. I have a number one, but I don't have like a top. Uh, I just wanted to give a special shout out to the specials. I really, really, really enjoy uh, that movie. 
Um, it, James Gunn wrote it. He did not direct that, but Sean Gunn is in it. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's it's his first dabbling in the world of superheroes, and it sort of paved the paved the way for what we would get with Guardians because it is a superhero story of misfits, and it has Gunn's stamp all over it, um, and it's very funny. Uh, it has a great great performance from Sean Gunn. He's like my favorite character in that one. Just being super weird. Uh, Rob Lowe is in it. Jamie Kennedy is in it. It's a super, super, super funny movie. I like now, it. That is one of the ones I have not seen. Uh, and I don't know why. It's really hard to find. Yeah. It's not on anything. In well, we'll find it. Yeah, yeah, we'll find it. But like for for normies, I guess. like yeah. So a lot of normies haven't seen it because it's hard to find. Yeah, it's yeah. I wish I knew more about it. I just know it's a bunch of superheroes in a house. It's like a reality show of superheroes. Oh, it, and it's really funny. Okay. It, it's it's R-rated. James Gunn still doing superheroes. Now that came out in two thousand. Right. Did when did Mystery Men come out? Uh, before that, ninety nine or ninety eight. I uh, wonder if that hurt it. Probably. Yeah. Mystery Men didn't do well, and then they were like, oh, fuck, we don't know what to do with this other thing that's also subvertive superheroes yeah. thing. Uh, yeah, they probably did. And I also love Mystery Men, too. Though. <laughs> okay. Sidebar, love Mystery Men. Um, yeah, I'm not a big fan of that one. <laughs> so I love our difference of opinion. Um, number four for me is Guardians of the Galaxy 2 uh this could i could take this off the list and replace it with something like super uh easily uh because i just don't like the bad guy in guardians of the galaxy 2 i I love um uh russell kurt russell kurt russell um i just because his hair is so poofy and magical in that movie (laughs) but i just it just was like oh he's taking over the universe creating his own i just don't care about that yeah, no. But the characters are so damn good. That's what it is. The heart of that movie. Yeah. The, the heart in that movie is what sells that movie. I could give a shit about like the sort of like, I'm going to take over the world. Let's foil the bad guy's plot. I don't care about any of that. I just yes. love yeah. I just love them, and I love the heart in that movie. Yeah. I, yeah, the, the beginning of that, I can watch over and over. The fight with the octopus monster oh yeah and Groot I, just I dancing it. around yeah because it's, it's so james gunn it is it is <laughs> without a doubt yeah okay your other because you're not numbering but i am writing them down so okay <laughs> um yeah so another one that i love uh, I, I mentioned it already but i'll mm-hmm. so i'll just do it briefly is tromeo and juliet i yeah. fucking it's so good it's so good <laughs> Yeah, it's fun because uh, I had to travel back in the past. Uh, kind of like when I the first movie I think I saw James Gunn. What <sighs> shit? You know I just don't know. Fuck it. Fuck trying to remember. But what I remember is definitely Dawn of the Dead, Slither, going down that, and then that's when I went back in time at that point and I saw Tromeo and Juliet, which I definitely remember. One of my roommates in college at the time when he caught me watching it halfway he goes. Are you watching another trauma film? <laughs> like, and like when that's how you know who I was in college when my roommate comes in and asks me if I'm watching another <laughs> trauma film. I yeah, my experience with Tromeo was renting it from the video store uh and taking it like up to my room uh you know, I watched a lot at 15, you know, you watch a lot of movies in your room because like you're a teenager and you just yeah, want to be left alone with your art or whatever whatever um 
<laughs> that changes. <laughs> yeah, that changes. Uh, but like, uh, I took it up to my room, and it was just like, yeah, I was like surrounded by this insanity. And I'd seen trauma movies yeah. before, but it finally felt like a trauma movie that was my level of, yeah. you know. Well, Tromeo and Juliet and Terra Firmer are just movies that I like. After I'm done watching it, I have to wait for my brain to reform. <laughs> yeah, right. They blow your brain up. I remember seeing Terra Firmer with uh with my dad actually because we rented that are when you it came out. Kidding me? And my dad is like, he likes horror movies and he likes weird horror movies. Like me and him used to watch all the Full Moon movies. Like obviously I was the yeah. one that was into it, but he enjoyed watching them with me. Uh, but like, so he he was ready for like low budget and like weird. But I do remember like Terra Firmer ending and just him being like, well, that was weird. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Like, yeah, it's still my dad. You know, it's like he did see a lot of indie stuff and a lot of weird stuff. But like trauma was like kind of another level. <laughs> the penis. That's all. Yeah. The penis nub thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, I watched that uh, movie first time on HBO in the middle of the night because my friend, this, this is one of my best friends, Mike. He calls me at like. I don't know, 12.02 after the film started at like 11.45 is a weird start time. He goes, turn it on HBO right now. And I I did. And he goes, this movie is insane. And we watched the movie together on the phone. That's amazing. And like, it was just like, oh my, what the, oh, what the, you know, like just over and over. We weren't actually speaking to each other. We were just making loud noises. Yeah, we were reacting together. That's amazing. Uh, I'll never forget the escalator. When the guy gets all chopped up, please go watch it if you're a trash film nerd like us. Even if you're not, like jump in, dive in, watch Terra Firmer and Tromeo and Juliet. You'll 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 thank us. Yes, just dive in. It's oh my god. Uh, yeah, that's what it is. Uh, so I'm gonna go to my number three, Dawn of the Dead. Oh, perfect. That's also my number three. <laughs> Boom! We nailed it. Uh, yeah. So. This was at the point where, because I was always a zombie fan before a lot of people I knew were zombie fans. Same. Uh, I, 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 yeah. I loved I loved Night of Living Dead actually, which was weird for like a yeah. kid to like get into that movie. But I was kind of obsessed with that movie for a long time. Well, I was a Day of the Dead dude. I was an '85. Oh, yeah. Fucking love that. Movie. Yeah, and there was a lot of people. They're like, oh, I always thought. I just don't get the the kids that were like five years older than me that are huge Dawn of the Dead fans. I I try so hard to get into the original Dawn of the Dead from the 70s. I can't. I get it. I get why it's good. I, I love the satire of yeah. the zombies and the... But I just can't. I, it's not... I can't do it. I'm kind of with, with you on this because it's my least favorite of the three, which is like sacrilegious to I some know. fans. Oh, my God. It's my, it's my least favorite of the three, but... That's like saying, you know, like, I fucking love all of them. It's yeah. just my least favorite of the three, you know? It's not like I dislike Dawn of the Dead. It's just like, I prefer night, and then I go day, then I go dawn. Like, that's where I'm at with those. Like, there was an older guy I went to college with. Uh, he was probably, like, four years older than me. And this is one of the first times I ever got, well, you don't know horror, is yeah. when I disagreed with him it on is one of Dawn those. of Day. It was, like, a nail in the coffin that we couldn't be friends it it is a gatekeeper movie. 
It's like it's one of those weird. like if you don't like it, like I'm gonna mansplain to you why you should like it. Type I'm movie. Like, but, but I'm a man too. No, you're not, kid. <laughs> not if you don't like Dawn, you're yeah. not. <laughs> yeah. Don't you fucking understand why it's genius? And I'm like, I do. I do understand why it's genius. I just prefer night. I'm sorry. Or in your case, you prefer day. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But nevertheless, I recognized Dawn as a masterpiece, and so I was like. Some music video director that I've never heard of, Zack Snyder, is doing this uh, remake written by the guy who did Scooby-Doo. I'm going to fucking hate this movie. Yeah, and yeah. within the first like maybe five minutes of that movie, I was like, this is one of the most incredible things I've ever seen on the big screen. <laughs> Same guy I was talking about when we watched this film together, because this is like, he's like, they're fucking running I'm leaving this film and I'm like, this is great. I like finally, because yeah. like, that's what always pissed me off a lot about zombies was I was like, they're just like shambling down the street. Who gives it? But just walk. Yeah. Walk yeah. at normal speed. You can get away. Yeah. It, it definitely injected new life into yeah. the genre and it, it, it helped with uh, 28 before it was beaten to death. Yeah. Right. Before walking dead officially killed it. Uh, but you know, 28 days later kind of kicked in the door for zombies and, uh, you know, Dawn of the Dead helped, and then that got George to be able to do Land of the Dead, which I I think is incredible. Also, um, but like, <laughs> and there goes listeners. Fuck them. No, I'm em. kidding. <laughs> fuck them. I also like. Di- no, 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 no. Don't fuck the listeners. <laughs> I also like Diary. Fight me. Like. <laughs> oh wait, are you serious? Yeah, I like the, Diary a whole the lot. One with the camera. Yeah, I like it a whole lot. They edited it together. Yeah, so that's why. No, yeah. that's awful. I I really. <laughs> F- no. Fight me! I love it. I don't it. want to fight you over a film. <laughs> There's no defending survival. Hey, man, we can all agree on that. You don't understand horror. <laughs> yeah, right. You don't even understand, man. You don't even know what you're talking about. I'm like, okay, I don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to horror movies. <laughs> you're right. Please, you... man, explain to me why Hereditary is the best movie ever made. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I still like that film. I like it too, I but just it. people are really obnoxious about it. <laughs> Oh, they are. Yeah. <laughs> Especially online community yes, of that. Yeah. Yes. The gatekeepers. Usually when people face to face with you, they don't have the balls to tell you what they really feel. Yeah, and you're online, like, at least we can be friendly about yeah, this. Yeah, but online they'll eviscerate yeah. you and tell you you're wrong about everything. And it's like, I'm sorry. I'm a person that like on a given day, if I'm going to pop in a horror movie, I'm not going to pop in Hereditary. I'm going to pop in something like The Gate or, you know, like something just from the 80s that people forgot existed, Warlock or yeah. The Armageddon or something like that. That's me. That's what you get with me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, Dawn, Dawn, of, the, Dawn of the Dead, uh, it's still Zack Snyder's best movie, in my opinion. Uh, I think he did a great job directing it, too. I don't, I, that's not to discredit him at all. I think he well, he's can be done, a great director. He's also done a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah, but he, he has talent obviously yeah. uh, i think it's his best movie and i love james gunn's script for it and that's the script is really what won, won me yeah. over i actually think zack snyder is the best when he has someone stopping him like yeah, pulling writer. him back a, a writer, a writer or, or you know a producer yeah or because he just had too much power with the warner brothers and it shows it's just yeah. like what is this nonsense but i'm very excited to see now that he's sort of had his like fall his rise again is probably going to be incredible. Whatever Zack Snyder we'll does see. next, I we'll feel see. like it's going to be incredible. Uh, you know, we'll see what the future holds for him. But hopefully, because, you know, even though, you know, I, it's become weird that, like, now people kind of rip on 300. I don't care what anyone says. 300 is fucking entertaining for what it is. And I Ooh. love it. I've never liked that movie. Yeah, I, I know. Like, <laughs> you and I have had disagreements. I just don't care. Like, it's meant to be 
like bro dude action. Yeah, and I just don't like that. So, yeah, that's, <laughs> but that's fine. You don't have to like. You know what I mean? But like when you watch the film, there's a lot of fucking talent. There's an artistry to his direction. Yeah, I'll give him that. But then he goes down like after 300, I think he pretty much goes down like the Zack Snyder. I mean, I cut it I, out. get ready to tune out, everybody. I love Watchmen also, though. Uh, I love yeah, it. Yeah, that's that's I don't like it. Yeah, I, I love that movie. Uh, but I always will love I've told this story on the show. I won't do it again. But when the blue balls came on. The guy behind me who was like, what the fuck? I'm going to look at nuts now. <laughs> yeah. With his kid. who, If I turned around, they were like black hoodie people. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's just like, I didn't come here for dick. I want booze. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's actually my favorite part of the film because I will always remember. Yeah. That's somebody's reaction. Because he wanted everyone in the theater to know that, he that was he's, not gay. he's not gay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, dude, we don't give a shit. We don't care, brother. Oh, God. All right, what's your number two? Uh, my number two is Slither, one of my favorite, you know, like, uh, slug, fun monster movies. I, I, It's an homage to all of them back in the day, and I love that he did it his way. It's a blast. I, I do not have this in my top top i'm doing air quotes well that's because you're wrong it's because i love all of james gunn's movies (laughs) because i love this movie too uh it's just you know there's no room for it i love scooby-doo too you know there's no room for that uh but uh it, it it's a great movie it's got it's got some incredible performances in that one too fucking love that film and it, I just love how this was the film where I realized, oh, he reuses all of his favorite actors over and over. And it's great. Yeah. He gives them so much fun stuff to do. <laughs> uh, Rucker? Rooker? Michael uh, Rooker? Yeah. yeah. Um, how do you pronounce his name? It's Rooker. Ruck. Two O's. Like, Rooker. Rooker. Okay. Yeah. Um, he is one of my under-the-radar bad guy he's one of my favorite under the radar bad guys until he got to guardians when the entire world could realize how good he is yeah when he made everybody fall in love with him yeah yeah ruker <laughs> who i've always mispronounced until right now because <laughs> i just don't i my words are fucked <laughs> that's, that's that's all right yeah that's all right he still loves you <laughs> he still loves you yeah well he i've heard he's fun to me Oh, yeah. He loves the fans. Yeah. He loves the fans. He's all about it. I mean, anyone who has to go through all that fucking makeup, blue makeup with all the shit that he had, that hot leather jacket in front of those lights, that man deserves an award. Yeah, no. He's he's game. Dude's game to do whatever. Like, you just ask Rooker to be like, hey, I'm going to put you in this fucking 300-pound slug suit. Are you fine with that? And he's like, yeah. All right. <laughs> Uh, and I believe he ad-libbed the Mary Poppins line from Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Nice. I believe it. Yeah, which oh, is... One, I'm fucking Mary Poppins. <laughs> I can't remember exactly what He's, it says. It's, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> what? You look like Mary Poppins. Is he cool? Hell yeah, he's cool. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all! So good. I just I want to hang. I want to have a beer with that guy. Yeah, he's great. Which I've already had a beer, sort of, kind of, with James Gunn. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah Casey. You yeah, you Casey, Red him. Lobster, baby. You bumped into him. Uh, I hope twenty years from now, I'm like, yeah, man, James Gunn and I used to always go to Red Lobster. <laughs> <laughs> it like morphs into a story yeah. that's not accurate at all. It's. It, I hope it does too. That's great. <laughs> all right, you're number two, or your your number one is my number two. So we can just combine them. Okay, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, the uh, original, the OG. Uh, It was the first time, and I had actually liked quite a bit of the Marvel movies at that point, but it was the first time, you know, kind of like with Troma, with Tromeo and Juliet, it was the first time with Marvel where it like hit me. I was like, yup, got it. That's for me. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I was afraid walking into this theater that I'm like, man, I just don't think James Gunn's going to allow, he's he's not going to allow to be him. And it's and it's the most him. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's well, the most him he's ever been. <laughs> after the whole like thirty minutes into the film, I go, this might be my favorite film of all time. Uh, when when it was announced that James Gunn was going to do this, I obviously was already a super fan, and I was like, oh my god, yes, he's gonna be, he's gonna do a Marvel movie. I can't wait, I can't wait. And that first poster came out. And it's just the Guardian standing around like on a planet. And the tagline's just, you're welcome. I was like, this, I get it. I know what wavelength this is going to be on. I cannot wait for this movie. (laughs) So it's funny how many people I had to try to sell on this film. Because they're like, I just look at it and I'm like, I don't, that's weird. And I'm like, yes. Yes. And it's the (laughs) best thing you'll ever watch. (laughs) Uh, and I'll never forget because my dad's a tricky one with films like this. He he is definitely not your dad. He doesn't want weird. Yeah. Um. He wants his Beverly Hills Cop as his comedy. He wants you know his whatever. He wants his gar- he wants um the Spaniard. Oh fuck! What am I thinking of? The uh, Gladiator as his action war yeah. films. You know he wants his Saving Private Ryan's. He watched this film with me, my mom, my brothers, because this happened to be... The second time I watched it was with all of them after selling them on it. And he's like, that was great. Yeah, like, I did. That it. is my dad's quote from the end of it. He goes, that was great. My my parents, I did the same thing with them. My, my dad, obviously, like I said, likes horror movies and stuff. Uh, and my mom likes, you know, weir- weirder stuff too. But neither of them likes sci-fi. So it was a sell to them to try to get them to watch Guardians. But I was like, guys, you have to see this. You have to see this movie. And I put it in for them. And they were like, yeah, that was, I was surprised how much I liked that movie. And I'm like, right? (laughs) It's amazing when you like, when you write likable characters that a film's good. Yeah. You just, it starts, it starts with a great script. And that movie definitely had one. Yeah. And it also made me fall in love with Dave Bautista. Yeah. Yeah. God, what a charmer he is in that movie. I, I, I watch all of his little movies off the side. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's... His, like, small action movies yeah. and stuff. Yeah, he's fun. He's a good actor. He's yeah. he's talented. He's so charming. Yeah. No. The I, charisma on that man. And, <laughs> and the pecs, am I right, ladies? Yeah, right? Yeah, he's a, he's still a pretty swole dude. Getting He's getting older, but he's still beefy. Yeah, I don't know his age, though, but I, I worry about one day when he's going to go, I'm just tired of working out. <laughs> and then I could be like, hey, Dave, come hang out with Mad Night. You're right in our wheelhouse yeah. now. Yeah, just tired. <laughs> um, yeah, um, so I think it's obvious what my number one is now. Say it anyway. Uh, it's Super. I think Super is Gun's masterpiece. Uh, I think it's absolutely incredible. It floors me. Like I've never seen it every time I watch it. 
So I watched it right before you got over here. Uh, you saw it. Yeah, right? it was on the TV. And the thing that still shocks me is how ultra violent it is. Because I think it's at the end of James Gunn's, I'm mad James Gunn. Yes. Writing. It's the last of that James Gunn. Yeah. And then we get Guardians and it takes on kind of a sun, sunnier, but still 100% him, you know. Because even, yeah. even Belko, which is super gory mm-hmm. and violent, it still feels more like Guardians James Gunn yeah. than Troma James Gunn. But Super is like the end of the trauma, James Gunn, I feel like. It's it's him, it's yeah. James Gunn killing that part of himself yeah. on screen. And it's like, you feel it when you watch it. <laughs> yeah, it's because at the end, you know, uh, <laughs> the the character does what he does. I'm not going to spoil it. I want people to watch it. Because there's, there's a couple scenes in there where I was like, what the fuck? I can't believe he just did that. Um and at the end, the the character does his thing, and at the end, he's like, "Okay, now I'm happy." I feel like James Gunn was after he's done writing this film and shooting it and doing all. He's like, "Okay, I'm ready to move on." Yeah, I can now move on from that part of my life, and it's like, I loved that part of your life as a filmmaker, but I am very excited for what's coming next as well. Like, it's like it's a beautiful uh, middle milestone for him in his career. Yeah. And when Juno rapes him, it's weird. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about... And, like, only James Gunn could pull that scene off. And yeah, he pulls it off perfectly. It makes me so uncomfortable. Right. That. <laughs> that entire scene, I'm like, I want to turn away. But then, like, when... um Oh, I forget um, the, the name of the actor. Uh, Main, Rain, Rain Wilson. Uh, Rain Wilson, which is just one of the greatest awkward, tall comedian, yeah. physical comedians ever. I love The Office, so he can do no wrong sometimes. Uh, even though sometimes I get it, he's, he goes too far, but, um, I don't care when he's crying in his mask during that scene. I just like, oh, I can't believe I'm watching this. You want to crawl out of your own yeah. skin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Kevin Bacon, kudos for doing that film. Yeah. Kudos to James Gunn for getting Kevin Bacon to like agree to that too. You know, <laughs> Kevin Bacon reads that script and goes, you know what? I can do this character. It's like, fuck it. I'm going to do this. <laughs> uh, all right uh, that's our james guns yeah love it all right you know what uh let's hit it announce the windy city horror do you need me to get a list or do you think you have <laughs> no I, I have it <laughs> fucking burned in my brain i'm gonna rattle this off a little fast uh i literally have to go run and announce this elsewhere <laughs> after we're done recording Hours after <laughs> i have like i have uh about a half an hour till I need to be at Bucket of Blood to announce all these. Um, but anyway, this is uh, this is what you've got to look forward to. Uh, I'm at, you can look at the website windycityhorrorama.com uh, that Steve built. Who? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you know, like I said, I've been dragging him down with me into this uh, into this pit, uh, putting these uh, putting this website and the movies together and stuff. So thank you, Steve, for building a wonderful website. It looks great. Uh, so go to the website and check out the full list. But here are some highlights that i want to mention for the uh listeners uh i'll go through the whole list but then i'll talk about certain ones so four o'clock on friday uh, april 26th this is all the dave's theater all the tickets are available now come come out four o'clock we have blood paradise six o'clock we have the Rasalka. eight o'clock we have freaks uh all all of these are chicago premieres uh and then 10 o'clock this is the one I want to talk about, especially this perfectly leads into from what we were talking about is a trauma movie yep. called Mutant Blast. Uh, it's a Chicago premiere. It has uh, it is an actual trauma movie and not a trauma acquisition. You know how like 
Troma, yeah, yeah. It, for our listeners, if you don't know, Troma buys a lot of movies from like the indie circuit just to release them, and then they also make some. And the ones that they make are usually the ones that you remember, which are like the Terra Firmers, Tromeo, Toxic Avenger, Sergeant Kabuki Man. All those. Those are the ones they make. This one is a co-production that they have had their hand in making, um, and it features one of James Gunn's Troma characters, the Dolphin Man. Uh, so this actually has a James Gunn credit in the movie. Uh, so it's all, it's all connected everybody. Uh, but if you like insane creatures and blood and just, uh, you know, apocalyptic chaos, you got to come out for mutant blast. It's a trauma movie. That's almost too good for trauma. <laughs> you heard it here. <laughs> um, and moving on to the Saturday, which is April uh, 27th, we have the Lake Vampire at noon. Two o'clock is going to be uh, Straight Edge Kegger. Uh, both of those are Chicago premieres. Filmmakers will be in attendance for Straight Edge Kegger. After that, four o'clock, we have the Chicago premiere of the 2K restoration of Robot Ninja. This is one that I think our listeners are really going to enjoy. It is a movie that was trapped on VHS for almost 25 years. It didn't get any kind of a release post-VHS and sort of became this cult item that like, oh, have you seen Robot Ninja? Because it was really hard to find, and the movie's fucking crazy. Uh, And it finally has been lovingly restored by the director um, and the the 2K restoration looks absolutely incredible. It's going to be the first time you can see it in widescreen in 5.1, and it looks better than it's ever looked before. The director, J.R. Bookwalter, who's one of my favorite filmmakers of all time, is going to be there, and I'm just going to be, like, weeping. Uh, (laughs) You have to come check this out if you're a listener of the show and you're in town. This is, like, the one that we kind of are doing for you nerds. Like, this is the VHS movie. Uh, you got to check this out. And also, it's tied, again, to what we were talking about. If you like stuff like Super, if you like stuff like Kick-Ass or, like, RoboCop, dark, dark, dark superhero things, this is right up your alley. Uh, after that, we have Bloodline, which stars Stifler uh, as a serial killer, and he's fucking amazing. Uh, the director uh, and the co-writer will both be in attendance for that one. Uh, another one that our listeners will probably really enjoy is Idle Hands. We're showing that at 8 o'clock on the Saturday, uh, 30th, uh, not 30th, 20th anniversary screening of that. Uh, the director uh, is going to be there, which I'm so fucking stoked about, Robin Flender. We talked about him extensively when we talked about Leprechaun 2, so I will be no doubt talking to him extensively in person about Leprechaun 2, <laughs> as well as <laughs> as well as Idle, Hand, uh, Idle Hands, which is one of my favorite movies ever, ever, ever. Uh, it has not played in Chicago in a very long time, so we're very excited to bring a beautiful uh, 20th anniversary screening of that movie with the director who... Uh, you know, has made the unborn uh, Leprechaun 2. He's got a new horror movie coming out next year. It's going to be an amazing conversation with him. Uh, Our listeners are also really going to like our 10 o'clock movie Saturday, Crystallize. It is a Giallo send-up from Argentina, but it feels like a like late 80s soap opera, like a All My, uh, All My Children General Hospital type thing. Uh, but it's a slasher movie and it's fucking amazing. It's so gory and nuts and just sassy. It's a sassy movie. And I think the 10 o'clock drinking audience is really going to enjoy it. 
which will then follow up with a, a you know giant punch to their face with a, a velocipaster, and it is about a priest that turns into a velociraptor to fight ninjas and save his uh, lawyer hooker girlfriend. <laughs> yep, gonna watch that one. <laughs> That's our midnight movie, of course, on that Saturday, and it's gonna blow your mind apart. Uh, we start Sunday the twenty eighth with a, a shorts block. It's all shorts from the Midwest. Um, you're going to see about seven movies that are all featuring local talent and they're uh, really, really, really cool shorts that, you know, it's it's hard to see shorts. They kind of disappear after the fest. So it's it's good to see uh, good to see them featured and packed together here. We'll have a Q&A with a lot of the filmmakers behind it. That's going to be really insightful and it's going to talk about making movies in the Midwest. So filmmakers should come out to that one, not only to network, but to sort of hear their stories of how these things came together. We follow that up at 2 o'clock with Night Sitter, which is an 80s uh, babysitter slasher send-up. It's uh, Sam Raimi and Dario Argento made a Christmas movie. So... There's your pitch there. Uh, follow that up at 4 o'clock with Antrim, which is a Satanic Panic 70s movie that's actually quite frightening. I think our audiences are going to be a little gobsmacked by this one because it's not funny at all, but it will, uh, it'll shake you to your core. Uh, it's got some good spooks in it. So definitely recommend that for the fans that like horror and not so much like horror comedies and things like that. And then... We end our closing night. I'm so excited we got it. Uh, is the FP2 Beats of Rage? Uh, Jason Trost's follow up to the FP, which is one of my favorite, like, just movies, period, I think. Um, I love the FP. The FP2 is a blast. It's a completely different movie. You don't need to see the first one to see this one. I mean, I recommend it because I love it, but if you don't, if you don't yeah. see it, this movie stands on its own and does its own thing. I think you can watch the first one on Amazon. Perfect. Yeah. Good. Yeah. If you got Amazon, check it out. I love the FP. But if you can't, if you don't have it, still come out and see Beats of Rage it, because it, it it's it's its own thing. Uh, Jason Trost was recently on our Friends podcast on uh, Horror Movie Night. Yep. And, and it was fun. He they did uh, um, the comment uh, Night of the Comet. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It actually makes a lot of sense for Jason Trost's style. To yeah. do that yeah, movie. Really. It was a good choice by them. <laughs> um, yeah, he he is an amazing dude. We're hoping to do... He will not be in attendance, but we're hoping to do like a uh, a, a way to get uh, something from him, whether it's a recorded message or a Skype Q&A. Whatever it ends up being, we don't know yet, but you got to come out, see this incredible, you know, it's... Uh, if you don't know what the FP is or have never heard of this movie, it is uh, gangs in an apocalyptic wasteland solving their problems with a DDR dance dance revolution style game. And they have like dance offs and it's, it's Mad Max meets, uh, your mall's arcade. (laughs) Um, sold. Yeah. So definitely come check all those out. We've got parties as well. Friday night, there'll be a party. Uh, Saturday night's party is Velocipastor. We'll have the bar window up so you can get drunk while you watch a priest turn into a raptor and fuck some ninjas up. And then uh, and then we'll have a party closing night as well uh, that may or may not be related to the final movie. We'll, we'll see. But, uh, oh, also Friday we'll have karaoke. So come sing with us Friday night after seeing Mutant Blast. <laughs> Sweet. Okay. Good job. You did that fast. Uh, I'll go through our, our notes again. My top five on James Gunn was Scooby-Doo, Guardian to Dawn, Slither, Guardians, the OG. Matt's was eh, kind of a list. <laughs> the specials, Tromeo and Juliet, Dawn of the Dead, 
Guardians of the Galaxy, the OG, and it's the super, as he calls it, James Gunn's masterpiece. That's right. Thanks yeah. for joining us. Uh, you can subscribe, listen to us on all the, I don't know, there's a lot of them, iTunes, Podbean, YouTube, whatever. We can be in your ears several different ways. And thanks again for listening, and remember to be kind. Rewind! Mr. Paris, set a course. Set a course. Set a course for the unstoppable Jack and Jen podcasting the impossible. Star Trek Voyager being the material. Wine is the vehicle, just like milk for your cereal. Here we go, blasting to the Delta Quadrant, uncharted territory, but we're on it. Support me another glass of Cabernet, cause it pairs with the across the galaxy. Never in my life was a crew so brave. Never was a time that I liked rosé. But you learn something new each and every day. To explore new things is a Starfleet way. Podcast hailing from the Geekscape Nation. Talking Star Trek with the wine persuasion. So you wanna live long and prosper fine? Then you better tune in to Seven of Wine. And this is Seven of Wine, where we review an episode of Star Trek Voyager and a bottle of wine at the same time.